0: who am I really like if I shed all these layers of stuff that Mm -hmm. society puts on me or uh, family has put on me or just growing up Mm -hmm. and ideas that I have about myself if I shed all that what's left who Mm -hmm. am I at the core
1: Hello and welcome to Self Talk, I'm Rachel Astarte. Michelle Woods is a midlife design coach and the owner of Woods Life Coaching. As a midlife design coach, she helps women past 40 years old, stuck in midlife misery, stop fantasizing about a life they wanted in the past and start living fulfilled today. Thank you, Michelle, for being on Self Talk.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: So I would love to know and of course this is a as a post 40 woman this is <laughs> this is definitely um a wonderful topic and I don't think a lot of people really talk about it as much as they should and so I'm curious from your journey how did you come to this particular niche in coaching
0: um that's a great question I think it's rooted in my own story um and my my story really begins when I was a young girl, a uh, high schooler who was super uh, focused and driven to go after a career that I thought I would love, which was to live and work internationally. Um, and that that dream took me into my 20s and then really into my late 20s. Um, but in that process, you know, life did not go in that direction. And I was married super young, uh, married at 20 and married an amazing, amazing man. And, and I kind of had to put my, my dreams and my goals in a closet essentially, because, um, that wasn't something that we shared and I didn't realize it at the time. Mm. Um, and by doing that, I just created a whirlwind of emotions and frustrations and, Ended up blooming into resentment and anger, and that um, that pushed me into making some really bad choices that almost ruined my marriage. And upon you know reflection and kind of reconciliation, I had to get really honest with myself about who I was and who I wanted to be, and and in that process had to to see what I what I needed to let go. Mm-hmm. And that process of letting go um led me on a different journey of self-discovery and and in that, i um parallel to that in my career, i was a teacher and uh, i was doing a lot of coaching at the time and I had an opportunity to go get certified as a leadership coach and mm-hmm. and while doing that 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 actually took me on a different spiritual journey and and, in all of that, realized that coaching was really the place for me. That was where my my own purpose was, and where I found like enormous fulfillment and have had my own coaching business for the past five years. And in that, realizing that my business, who I am, who I am is an extension into my business. and and so that's kind of where I land with women that are post forty that, that are really stuck, um, fantasizing, but also daydreaming and just wishing, having that wishful thought of something more and something different, but they don't really know um, how to get there, not brave enough to take that next step. And so, mm-hmm. my coaching really centers around helping those women um, figure out what that is, what fulfillment is, and helping them move forward to to mm-hmm. get it. Yeah,
1: and and. The, the reason you focused on, on women in or approaching midlife is what? What's, what's the element there that really appeals to you?
0: I think, I think when you get to a certain age, um, there's less attachment. And I really feel mm-hmm. like that 40 is approaching that less attachment. So you're less attached to the, your original uh, career goal. Mm-hmm. Um, you're less attached to, you know, child rearing and making sure that diapers are changed and babies are fed. Yeah. You, you kind of get to a place where you're open to uh, the possibility that there's something different or something could be better. Mm-hmm. And that transition period, I really feel like, and, and I experienced it myself. So, you know, going into yeah. that, that forties and beyond, I think, I think women are just more willing to experiment and try something new. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And, and I know so many women have a midlife career change and it's just, it's, there is something to be said for that. You know, when you move past that time of, you know, we have our roles, those of us who have chosen to be mothers yeah. You know, you, that's what you do, you know, because that's, and that's an important, important job. You know, we're, we're not raising children. We're raising human beings, you know, grownups, you know? So, um, so, so what is so interesting is that at that point of turning say 40 or in the, in the, in that range that we decide it's okay um, to look at something different for our lives, to, to find a different path for our lives So the question becomes, um, you know, I've talked to a lot of women in this, in this position, they feel like they're too old to start something new. And I'm sure you've heard this a lot. How do you address that feeling?
0: Uh, I think it's a limitation that uh, we put on ourselves. That's, Mm -hmm. that's not true. So, you know, I start to wonder where does that, where does that uh, thought, where is that rooted? You know, Mm -hmm. who, who puts that on you? Is that, society is it social media like who in the world mm. gets to determine um, how old I am or you know like what I can do at a certain age. And so there's right. there's plenty of examples of women all around us that are getting after it, that are not slowing down, that mm-hmm. are um, really just trying to find what happiness means to them. and, and my other my other response to that is, why would we give up the opportunity to be fully happy, to be a hundred percent fulfilled Yeah, because of an age? Yeah.
1: Yeah. You're right. It almost seems like the age is, I, I hate to put it so bluntly, like an excuse, you know, there's something else holding us back. And I'm sure that's what you really get into. I'm guessing with, with yeah. your coaching clients is what's really holding you back. Cause it's not, necessarily the the age thing but i want to stick with that for a second because we all deal with it so i started my life very old <laughs> i mean i was born old i was born a 40 year old woman um, <laughs> no i had i had my son at 40 so my life got condensed really quickly so i started at 40 as a new mother and then immediately went into perimenopause, <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> so I didn't have time to you know enjoy. And then I started a, a new career at forty-five, so I I know exactly what you're talking about, and that that societal pressure to be a certain way. I was a, I was the older mom at the preschool, you know, and and I still am, and you know he's in middle school now. So the the to to get used to shifting how we see ourselves in society. Um, how, how can we do that? That's a big ask. I know. So we'll jump right into the big questions, but how can women start to see themselves as unique and powerful and, and sort of push against the pressures of society?
0: I think there has to be a a willingness to be daring, Mm. um, into take the first step into what it means to, to be daring and to live, uh, Wholeheartedly, mm. um, and we have to explore and have some awareness around what holds us back. What are the limitations, and what are we comparing ourselves to? Mm. And and how come we are not wholly us? And and what that means? Mm-hmm. And uh, I try to take I take clients through a process of really digging into that understanding okay who am I really like if I shed all these layers of stuff that Mm -hmm. society puts on me or uh, family has put on me or just growing up Mm -hmm. and ideas that I have about myself if I shed all that what's left who am Mm -hmm. I at the core and then how do then we move forward from that
1: Mm -hmm. Mm so there's also something to be said you know and that's a lot of work right uh, yeah so that's a lot and absolutely of work. and it and, and it does you know some it can be very scary
0: mm-hmm.
1: you just ask such a huge question who am I if I don't have all of what my family told me I am my teachers told me I am my coaches told me I am my whatever whatever you know society right. um mm-hmm. and I like to think that you know, there's a pretty amazing person there that you haven't met yet <laughs> or who's been there, but you haven't really let come out and play. Um, but there's also, there's another element to it. And I wonder if you could speak to this. Um, there is something to be said about older women coming into their power. And what do you think older women
0: offer society? Oh my gosh. So much experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much love and compassion, uh, I think that experience of going through life and having seen things and experienced it in their own way is there's so much value to that. Mm. Um, and helping women see how much value they have is enormously um, just inspiring. To see, to experience when they, and I loved how you said it when they step into their power Mm -hmm. and when they just begin to own it and let all the other shit go and just be in the flow. Oh man, that is extremely exciting. Yes. Yeah.
1: I saw you light right up as soon as I said, Oh, yeah, let's talk about that. (laughs) Because it's really true. We don't realize, and especially because as we're growing up, you know, women are told, sure, you know, you can be whatever you want to be thanks to the women's movement, you know, you can be whatever you want to be. but we're still given the message that you have to look a certain way, you have to talk a certain way, you have to present yourself um and you can have certain careers that um, you know, you have to work harder. like it's easier for women to fall into healthcare, teaching, those kinds of things, but if you want to do something like, you know, um, construction or you want to do things that are male, you know, typically male, we have to work harder. And, and to some extent, you know, in, in certain other careers, we, we do as well. You're working in finance. You're working, women have to work harder and, and that's exhausting. And so what I love about what you're saying is that when you throw all that stuff away, all that information, all that programming away, and you step in and realize how much you actually have to offer just by having lived your life,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, then women sort of transition into being mentors and, and elders eventually of the community because they have so much to, to say and to offer,
0: you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I think there's so much value in women that embrace that, embrace that role or embrace that opportunity. Um, It doesn't really have to be a role that might be too strong, but just the opportunity that what your life experience has given you, what you've lived through, what you've, Mm -hmm. what you continue to, to work on in yourself um, is an opportunity to, to be someone for your community members.
1: Yeah. So I can hear, you know, I, I can hear my listeners <laughs> right now going like, well, that sounds lovely. How do I start? What do I do? <laughs> it's like, as it, you know, when you started the the episode today, you're talking about, you know, fantasizing or daydreaming about a life for yourself. And maybe that's where some of these listeners are. What's the next step from getting out of this and making it a
0: reality? Um. I think the, the next step is identifying where those limitations really sit. Mm. And I know from myself, like something simple that I've uh, recently discovered on my own or discovered about myself is that um, I know that I have gifts for speaking I know that, um, and I've been, I've been doing some human design work recently. And so I just, I know that about myself. But, what I realized is that when I was a younger, i I had this idea that if I spoke and shared my opinion, that I was annoying, that mm. no one wanted to hear my opinion all the time. Mm. And reflecting on that, i I see how that has limited what I have done as an adult because I don't want to share my opinion all the time. Right. I don't want to respond all the time because i don't I don't know how I don't want people to to feel a certain kind of way towards me. Right. so that that limitation. Um, has seen that limitation, has allowed me to let that go okay. and to then turn that into what my true power is and how, you know, like understanding how I step into that. Mm-hmm. And so the same goes for my clients is, okay, what's the thing? What's the bucket we're talking about? Are we talking about their role? Are we talking about career? Are we talking about relationships? Whatever that one thing is, let's narrow it down. Mm -hmm. And let's now dig into, well, what are the limitations? What are the things that we need to let go in order to, to step into the flow and, you know, let life take us in the direction we, we want to go. Right.
1: Beautiful. from your experience, what are some common
0: limitations that you hear women have? They're so much simpler than (laughs) I think what we, you know, like originally think about. So, um, I had a client who was a business owner and she, she, she really wanted to like figure out the balance. Right. And so what we discovered or what she discovered is that her limitation was simply in her schedule Mm -hmm. and she wasn't allowing herself the opportunity to create a simple schedule for her week that gave her structured time around her personal Mm -hmm. self-care, her work schedule And then any other obligation she had. So simply just sitting down with her and creating a calendar with her for a week's worth of time allowed her to see that she had limited herself into thinking she didn't need that, but then it was creating like a bunch of chaos in her life. Sure. Um, Another example was a client who um, was trying to figure out a career switch for herself. And she, (laughs) she, she didn't tell me until like over a month into our coaching relationship that she was a a painter and she had put all of her painting away and that she hadn't tapped into that in a really long time. And what she discovered was that she had limited her creativity and her ability to tap into her intuition because that all stemmed from her painting. Mm. And so that limitation once she identified it and just reintroduced painting into her life again, really helped her bloom, blossom her intuition and helped her uh, really tap into some career choices that she needed to make. Mm
1: -hmm. So it's
0: all, it's all different, but I think it's sometimes a a whole lot simpler than we kind of go into it thinking.
1: Right. So it's not always about like deep, Psychological trauma. It's about right. I didn't make a schedule. I need to make a right. schedule. <laughs> right. right, simple, right.
0: simple things. Yeah. yeah,
1: and oftentimes we look over those simple things and just gloss over them, and we think, no, it can't be that. It's got to be something else. It feels deeper and more serious than that, you know, because the the results are the same. You're not achieving what you're capable of achieving because, and sometimes it's just a tiny little bump in the road. It's not necessarily a big wall that you have yeah. to get over.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. And, and I also, my hope, oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, my hope always is that whatever, whatever my clients learn about, whatever structure that they see um, might've been missing or whatever limitation that they are able to unlock that beyond our coaching relationship, they're able to apply that same uh, way of thinking about it into other areas, so yes. that they can, you know, be empowered to do that work on their own as well.
1: Right, and that's how you know coaching is good because it applies. It's the same formula applies everywhere in your life. That's beautiful, and that's that's mm-hmm. great. So, um, what would you? How might you coach around self doubt? Because that's a big one that comes up. It, certainly in therapy, and I'm sure in coaching as well. Um, that you know, I want to do this. I see what the problem is. I logically get it, but I don't feel like I can, I can make the step. So like, I'll I'll give you uh, the hypothetical of your um, painter client who says, oh yeah, I was good, but now I suck, you know? And so, because I've just, I don't have that creative edge anymore. If I got all my painting stuff out now, it would just make me sad. It wouldn't help me to, you know, to, to do what I think you believe I can do. I don't think I can do it. How do you coach around that?
0: Yeah. And honestly, I have a lot of intake calls where where that it is a confidence. Like I, I want confidence in this, in this mm-hmm. specific area. Yeah. Um, well, the process for coaching and specifically the way I coach is um, allowing the client to lead the conversation Mm -hmm. And then asking really great, great questions that help them dig a little deeper. Mm -hmm. So the process of, um, you know, if a client comes in and they say, you know, my intention today is to um, have more confidence around this. Mm -hmm. um, Then my next question is going to be, well, how do you define it? Mm -hmm. What does that mean for you? Mm -hmm. What is you know, what is, what, if you could imagine that situation where you are completely confident and you're Mm -hmm. getting out of it, what you want, like help me envision that, help me, help me understand what that feels like. And the way I coach is, is helping the clients get out of their head Mm -hmm. and really into their heart center Mm -hmm. and, and understanding what that feels like. How do you imagine that? How do you, you know, eventually what's the, what's the new belief that we need to carry need to mm-hmm. hold so that we can manifest the thing that we want. Um, and so that, that process is, might not be able to get done in one 60 minute coaching conversation, but, um, over the course of, a, you know, some time helping them, you know, really dig into that and helping them see, um, mm-hmm. what are my, what are my beliefs around it and how are those beliefs uh, affecting or creating actions?
1: Right. And if,
0: And if we need to backtrack, you Mm -hmm. know, okay, then what is that belief? Okay. Is that something you still want to carry or is that something you want to let go? Yeah.
1: Oh, I want to let go. I just don't know how, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then it's like, so then you have to just kind of go back and and undo all of whatever that, you know, that voice, it sounds like is, is part of the, the limiting belief part. You know, Absolutely, I I want to do it, but I can't. Well, who said that? You know, you know
0: where mm-hmm. you so really. I say like following right. the thread. We yeah, the yeah. Thread. Where does right it go? What does it attach to? Right. Yeah. Where do we need to cut it? Where it no longer fits. Where it no longer serves us.
1: Right. Yeah. And, and support is important too. You know, I think you, you talk about that. uh, I I believe it was on your website, but um, you know how important it is to one of your blog entries, I think was about, um, you know, how important it is to have people, like-minded people around you so that you're constantly being elevated. Absolutely. But that leads to to another uh, thing that I'd love to talk about, which I hear a lot, and I'm sure you do too, is the comparison trap. Oh, women my age are doing this, or someone who's in my field is this far ahead of me, and she's 10 years younger. How do we work with the comparison trap?
0: Yeah, I'm guilty. I follow, I, you know, fall into that as well um, <laughs> and find myself digging out of that on a regular basis, I think.
1: <laughs> well, um, we're human. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, I, it really becomes uh, a matter of self awareness and understanding when. The trap is set and when uh, we find ourselves in in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, I know from my own personal journey really getting into what what the human design experience is and how my own and this applies to everybody, how my own DNA uh, has created who I am and I am unique and I am one of a kind and so understanding that about myself, I can't compare what I'm doing to others, because that's never going to match. And so my role and then my job for myself and for my clients is to help. Okay. So what is, where, you know, what is the perfect fit and how we really help clients tap into intuition and and build that intuition up so that we have a place that we can, we can go to and say, okay, is this, is this really for me? Or am I, again, am I comparing myself Right. And I think we have a litmus test of is it uplifting? Is it is it mm-hmm. is it raising our consciousness or is it doing the opposite? And we find ourselves depressed by it or, right. you know, and so there's this lit, an easy litmus test to to determine um, if we are and and what we need to do right. to get out of it.
1: Yeah. And we can feel it in our bodies. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, you know, versus, oh, yeah, that feels good. You know yeah. that, that. Right. So it's beautiful to be able to use your body as a resource that way, too, and really start trusting it and listening to it. Yeah, That's beautiful. So how can people find you, Michelle?
0: The easiest place to find me is through my website, which is Woods Life Coaching dot com. Um, I can also be reached. I'm on social media, Instagram, mostly Instagram. Not a whole lot of Facebook, but you can also find me at Woods Life Coaching. And then uh, my email is michelle at woods life Co- coaching. dot com.
1: Okay, beautiful. And I understand you have a little uh, giveaway gift for our listeners today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So if anyone's interested, um, I have a self discovery journal prompt, uh, exercise, you know, tapping into my education background. There's also (laughs) an activity that's attached to it. So if anyone's interested, then they can just use the link that are, that's going to be in the show notes. And I will send that out to you.
1: Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Michelle Woods. It was a pleasure speaking with
0: you. Thank you so much for having me.